Hi, it's David, the host, and you should know that I'm a big Paris Saint-Germain fan. This series of podcasts will give you the inside story and some of the key moments in the history of our great club. Paris et Magique, this podcast breathes life into the history of PSG. Paris et Magique. Magic as the story I'm going to tell you in this episode. Paris et Magique is a Paris Saint-Germain podcast introduced by all Accor Live Limitless, the official principal partner. It's early summer 1975, and the first match of the Tournoi de Paris is getting underway. Wearing an RTL shirt, flocked with the number 14 on the back, Johan Cruyff makes his way into the Parc des Princes pitch. You're not dreaming. The three-time Ballon d'Or winner is here, indeed playing in Paris Saint-Germain colors. It's not an actual transfer, just a PR stunt organized by ambitious club president Daniel Hester. After four challenging years in terms of sporting structure and finances, PSG have made it to the first division. The club, still developing, needs to fill its stadium and coffers. What better to bring to the club into the spotlight than bringing in the Dutch legend? Hester, a lifelong fan of Johan Cruyff, meets him at an evening event. A few weeks later, the Barcelona star takes off for France. He receives permission from the Catalan club to play two friendly matches in the Tournoi de Paris. Along with Cruyff, the renowned Yugoslav captain Dragan Jasic is also invited by President Hester. On the 17th of June, 1975, it's party time at the park. More than 20,000 spectators are in attendance. Strengthened by its temporary signings, Paris Saint-Germain are preparing to face Sporting Lisbon. Eric Renault looks back on this day. When he comes into the Parc des Princes changing rooms, I've got my eyes coming out of their sockets because it's Johan Cruyff. How many players of his stature are there out there? There's Pele, there's Platini, there's Maradona. But I've got a lot of admiration. And before seeing him, I already had a lot of admiration when he was at Ajax or in the Holland team. Because he was one of the best players in the world. Just Fontaine gives Johan Cruyff free reign. I said to him in English, I'm not going to teach you how to play football or give you tips. Play how you want, where you want. We're very happy to have you with us, and I hope that having you in the team will help the others to improve. He would just go on to add, I didn't even dare to call him too, which is of course the more familiar way of addressing someone in French. Next to Cruyff on the team sheet, you can find captain Jean-Pierre Dogliani, as well as Pantelic. Cartier, Bade, Impele, and Eric Renault, a club youth product who would score the first goal in this game. After just five minutes of play, Jackie Novi picks the ball up in the middle of the field and finds Cruyff on the right-hand side. The flying Dutchman goes past the first Portuguese player, and then he beats another before crossing towards Impele. The Congolese attacker heads the ball towards Renault, who opens the score. Eric Reynaud may have forgotten that Impele touched the ball. He believes the assist maker was Cruyff himself. 
Alors, je me souviens plus. I don't remember who gave the ball to Cruyff. Cruyff, qui est pas, qui est Cruyff qui est who is comfortable with both his feet, plays the ball with the outside of his right foot, which isn't easy when you're running at full speed, but he knew how to do it just fine. And then, as pundits would say back then, he put it right on his head. God gave the ball to his disciple, basically. <laughs> I was about 20, a little shy. So I don't remember if we shook hands, if we hugged, I don't remember. But it's still an unforgettable memory. Despite sporting then equalizing, Paris Saint-Germain take control of the game on the hour mark. Through on goal, Captain Dogliani makes the score 2-1. Within a minute of Sporting kicking off again, the Dutch maestro lands a corner perfectly on Francois Ampelé's head. PSG's leading scorer from the season before makes no mistake. Before taking the corner, he gestured towards me to come over. He explained he was going to put the ball on my head. It came as promised, and I managed to score. Jackie Bada considers that Cruyff's talent was about far more than just his footballing ability. I think it was an extraordinary performance. Extraordinary in the way he ran things, helped the team, and made himself available. More than the level of the play on its own. Sure, he put on a great display, as usual. But he was available. He was into the game. He was directing things. Yes, he was a real boss on the pitch. He would demand the ball and put it to good use. Everyone was impressed, believe me. Even at the start of the game, I think we were relying on Krajev. We were telling ourselves, Krajev is on our side. So we were a bit intimidated for part of the match, and then afterwards we found our feet. Two days later, the Parc des Princes sold out for the second match. With nearly 40,000 in attendance, the word has spread that the great Johan Cruyff is playing for Paris. PSG play Valencia in the Tournoi final. Cruyff is, of course, in the starting lineup, but never really gets into this game. He delivers a rather mediocre performance, much like the rest of the team, and PSG are beaten 1-0. The fans are left disappointed and in surreal scenes, the Parc de France faithful whistle and boo the three-time Ballon d'Or winner. Faced with the Parisian fans' anger, the total football star went as far as apologizing. I'm sorry, I was tired, I've had a difficult season. Just a month ago, I was bedridden. I didn't have enough training behind me and I only lasted one match. Never mind the performance, his brief teammates experience a timeless moment. I'm just over 20 and I've played two matches with Johan Cruyff, who at the time was my idol. I don't know, it's hard for me to talk about it these days. Because it's like you say to an 18, 19 year old lad of an average French club. Lionel Messi or Ronaldo is coming in to strengthen their side for a couple of tournament games or friendlies. It's a kind of party. Rubbing shoulders with players of that stature is wonderful, really wonderful. In their minds, it's like it was yesterday. 
It was an honor to play alongside him. Those kind of memories have stuck. You see, even 45, 46 years later, it's still fresh in our heads that we played with him. It's one of the best memories in a footballer's career. After those two appearances in Red and Blue, the Ajax trained player will meet PSG three more times at the Parc de France. First of all, in 1977 with Barcelona, and then in 1979 with the Los Angeles Aztecs. Both of those were friendly matches. The final time was in 1995 when Luis Fernandez's Paris Saint-Germain beat Barcelona to reach the Champions League semi-finals for the first time in their history. Johan Cruyff is on the Barcelona bench as the manager of the Catalan side. Paris Magique is a Paris Saint-Germain podcast introduced by All, a court live limitless, the official principal partner who guarantees the best prices for your hotel stays on all.com. Written by Melina Boati, narrated by David the Host, and produced by Baba Bem. <laughs>